Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the worst idea of all time. My name is Guy Montgomery. And my name is Tim Andrew Bat. Are we doing full names? We are this week, brother. My name is Guy Alexander Halifax Montgomery. And you're speaking to Timothy Andrew Bat, and we have just watched Grown Ups 2 for the 24th time. Welcome to this episode of the worst idea of all time. And it, it's party time. Uh, I'm coming to you live from sunny Copenhagen. It's 11.23. Uh, the temperature outside, I would say, is roughly 25 degrees Celsius. The Danish, people, the Danish people are wandering around in their shorts and singlets, smiling at each other because they're so goddamn attractive. And I'm holed up in this house with Tim Bat for company. A drunk, a drunk Tim Bat, I hasten to add. Uh, you're not wrong, and it's just occurred to me that I've actually come into the recording studio with nary a lick of alcohol in sight, so I don't quite know what the solution to that is, but, oh, actually, Guy, because you're on Skype, the beauty is I can take my laptop and get beer or whiskey, which I have brought, so do you want to pad for about 45 seconds? I won't be able to talk, but I'll be able to hear everything you say. Talk me through what happened this week in the episode. Okay. I can't believe we're actually taking a break on the podcast to satisfy Tim's rampant alcoholism. But uh, this week we, we live tweeted the whole viewing of Grown Ups 2 and i got to say we really ran that town for the hour 41 minutes that Grown Ups 2 runs for. Um, I lost quite a lot of followers. Tim for some reason was, was gaining them. I don't quite know what was going on there because my tweets were obviously much more entertaining than Tim's but it's neither here nor there. It's not about competition. It's about it's about unity. It's about brotherhood and friendship. And um, I could really use some company. Oh right yeah, now, you're so. not wrong. It's about Twitter uniting the world. Um, it's about hashtags bringing people together. It's about the Budweiser which I just procured from the kitchen and Johnny Walker Red Label which I bought from the liquor store earlier. You know what I'm saying? I know. I know what you're saying. Uh, so yeah, I mean, in terms of viewing experience, I actually didn't really check out too much of the movie this week. I'm being completely honest with you. <laughs> I had the headphones in. I had it on a small screen. It took up about a quarter of my computer screen, and the rest of it was just Twitter. I was just blasting Twitter. 
That was the most yeah. tweets and I've ever done. Yeah, dude, I think we probably tweeted more tonight than we had collectively since we both joined Twitter. Like, there were hundreds of tweets happening. Yeah. Hundreds. And, yeah, as I was saying earlier, um, not all of them popular. <laughs> what are you going to do? Not, not all of them popular, not all of them positive, not all of them grammatically In fact, correct. If, but the... if I look at my recent activity timeline on Twitter right now, it's pretty much just us masturbating each other off. Like, it's just mm. Tim Bat is all up in my business, and I'm imagining I'm all up in yours. Yeah. yeah, and oh yeah, occasionally someone tries and dips their toe in the pool, but we just we just blast them right out of there. We have, um, like, when we say live tweeted the movie, we mean that in the most genuine sense of the word. Like, it, pretty much every minute of this movie had at least a tweet from both me and Guy. And considering that the movie is uh, what is it, one hundred and forty-one minutes, one hundred forty-one, an hour forty-one. An hour 41, oh, so no, what does no. that pan yeah. out to? 101. 101. 101 minutes. Like, that's a lot of tweets. So we definitely probably did a couple hundred tweets and each this week. i got to be honest anyway, with you, if- it was a refreshing way to go about uh, doing this doing this podcast because I didn't feel yeah. like the sort of slow-moving sense of dread as each scene sort of lumbers into the next one. Or actually, it's hasty, oh, yeah. isn't it? I, I sort of, I was invigorated. I was enjoying myself. My brain was firing. I was going, choo-choo-choo. And some pretty big names got involved. We had Di Hemwood um, uh, came into the foray and promised to do one of the future podcasts with us. Ben Hurley was all up in our grill. Uh, Adam Wright from Wellington got involved. My mate Harmona. There was a lot of people who, who got involved with the conversation. And, and that just adds um, as, uh, what's that song? Cat Power? Throwing gasoline on the fire? something i don't know, you know I'm it's really it's important Bowie. it's a good song <laughs> it's really important that you know your cultural references before you dive into them tim fair call fair call um but we want to get away from that if you want to revisit all of that that's the history but you can just search the hashtag hashtag grown-ups too something that concerned me greatly is when i was typing out hashtag grown-ups too is that hashtag grown-ups three was pre-populated like that's a thing that's so popular at the moment that twitter assumed I'll be talking about that. I imagine. So I'm just going to do a quick investigation and see what comes up yeah. under that hashtag. I'd like to think that rumors are swirling that Grown Ups 3 is, is currently in the works. I've actually got an interesting revelation to make to you, Tim. Uh, I watched the trailer yeah. for an upcoming Ben Stiller film a few days ago called A Night at the Museum, something to do with a tomb. It's the third A Night at the Museum, right? Holy fuck. And are you serious? in watching the trailer, this, this yeah. thing is absolutely chock a block with stars. Um, Robin Williams, Ricky Gervais, Owen Wilson. Uh, I mean, it's all it's all happening. And the, Holy sh! That is a sky of stars. That's right. And and watching this trailer, this is one of the this is one of the this is the first time actually that I've been watching something and been like, now that movie looks like it deserves to be watched fifty two times. It was like it's like it's a part of me now. There's just a tickle that sometimes needs to be scratched on my end, which is I need to be involved. You know, like that's how that's a filter through which I look at movie trailers now. It's really odd. That's depressing. I mean, you should watch the trailer and tell me what you think. Of what? Of what I was just talking about, A Night at the Museum 3. Oh, yeah, I tuned out for a second because I was seeing some tweets on the hashtag Grown Ups 3. Sorry, Bob. Oh, that's, uh, no, this, is no, not, this is no way to run a podcast. Listen, it's not a wave of focus, I'll admit, at the moment. I've got a Johnny Walker red one-litre bottle to my right. I've got a... Uh, Fresh Budweiser open to my left. And um, but the what, more important, what, no, no, more importantly, quickly is what what were oh, yeah. what were your options? I mean, you're drunk what and mean? alone in a room with a computer right now. 
alternate to that, what were your um, sort of social options on a Friday night in, in the Bohemia that is Auckland City? Well, uh, work invited me to join them at um, the Head Like a Hole concert, which is the first time they've had a live gig in quite a while. And uh, Booger Beasley, lead singer of Head Like a Hole, great man, a bit of a mate of mine, I'd be tempted to say. Yeah, so are you... I'd quite like to see Hala tonight, but um, <laughs> not only... there's a commitment factor that comes in. Not only do you like the music, but you're actually friends with, with one of the band members. Well, like, Booger's just, he's a dude. I don't, I don't know, friends might be taking it too far. He probably wouldn't call me a friend, but, you know, I, he's a good dude, and I'd love to see him, and I like Halar, and it would be good. But I said nay. I said nay. There's two house parties, which I've said nay to this evening as well, just in the interim, while I record this little puppy. So this, this, is, my, uh, this is my Friday night, NZT, uh, 1st of August. So you've probably, you've probably passed up, like, the opportunity to spend time with, cumulatively, over 200 different people. To instead be be at a min at a minimum at a minimum, yeah. How do you feel oh, about yeah. this? Um, I'll tell you what. Starting in, going in, it, horrible. Really depressed and very uh, down on my luck and very self pitying. But as the night's gone on and I've injected more alcohol into the old bloodstream, I felt better <laughs> about the commitment that I've made to the podcast. Um, to the movie, and to you, Guy Montgomery, and, and to our fans, more importantly, to the to the dozens, to the ones and ones of people still listening to our escapades in film. That um, is, it, it, it's to them. This one's this for one's, the fans. This one's for you. And if you take a step outside of your own body and look at the situation objectively, I mean, how do you feel mm. about the life decisions you've made to get you to this point? Not great. There's definitely a lot of things I could have done better to avoid... Um, being right here, but uh, in light of everything, I you know things could be worse. I could be dead. I could be in Gaza. You know. Oh, I'm okay. Never afraid to touch on politics here at the worst idea of all time. Much like it's growing important. up too, we it's will delve, we'll, we'll delve into anything with reckless abandon. Yeah. So I mean, shit. Should we? Should we get into the movie? Should we? Do we? Should we talk about that? I'm. I'm actually quite enjoying the sort of. Vaguely philosophical strain of conversation that we've we've currently tapped into. Okay, well then allow me to pick up that ball and run with it, guy. Because currently, what I love about the podcast at the moment is that it's disrupting a overseas adventure that you're on at the moment. You're on a genuine vacation for seven or eight weeks <laughs> on the other side of the globe. You're in Europe. You're visiting fantastic cities. My understanding is you're still in Denmark at the moment. Tell me about it. Um, well, with regards to the podcast, I've got to say it's actually it's. I can appreciate the humor in it, in that I'm in these beautiful cities, and occasionally, I'm going to be honest with you, Tim, I've woken up with a hangover once or twice and been faced with the, the strength of the anaconda that we have to wrestle here I'll in bet. the form of grown-ups too. I'll, I'll bet. bet. And um, it's just, it's an interesting sort of seasoning to the trip. It's an interesting thing to pepper in to, I've never been to Europe before, you know, I mean, I'm fascinated by this place, it's incredible, and I just constantly have this sort of anvil or stone of shame to drag around with me um in fact i'd I'd be more akin to call it the stone of triumph in a simpsons reference because it's bigger this is the size of this sort of obstacle Mm. it's just weird it feels really weird and for those of you who aren't aware of the reference that guy's making at the moment it's the stonecutters episode which is one of the one of the finest in the golden era of the simpsons yeah i actually i um I've been watching a few episodes of The Simpsons in my downtime uh, over here, 
and it's it's just mm-hmm. packed with jokes. The other thing I was going to say actually is um, I went to an open air screening in in a Royal like Flowers Park or Roses Park here in Copenhagen of The Shining. Roses Park is that what it's really called? Roses Park, not in, like Rosa not, in, not in English. No, there's quite oh, okay. a good pun name if you want to name a park after Rosa Parks though. If you, if you wanted to make a funny about one of the great icons of the civil <laughs> uh, disobedience movement, bloody We've stum- Rose's <laughs> Park, classic. We've stumbled into one. But The Shining, this is one thing that watching mm. Grown Ups 2 every week does do, is it gives me a real appreciation for other films. Have you seen The Shining? Do you know what? Never seen it. I had not seen this movie before either, but it is absolutely fucking phenomenal. And Danes are weird. They laugh at all the scary bits. They've got a weird sense of humour. Who do? Germans or Danish? Danish people. I don't really know. Right. Germans seem like they have pretty normal sense of humour. I don't know about the stereotype. Uh, that... Do they, bro? Yeah, I reckon they were all good. Although it's hard to tell because like, I might have just been laughing at the accent partially. You know how when you first meet someone with a foreign accent, you give them like a two-week grace period where everything they say is fascinating because it sounds different? Correct. Yeah, I could have done that because I was only there for two weeks. But so do- you were in the full grace period for your entire duration of visit. That's right. But I do feel like they get a bit of a hard rap, read the sense of humour. Have you? Sorry, I just read it. I just read a tweet which really threw me off my stride. I've. Do you know what I've done to prevent distractions such as this? Is I've blacked yeah. out my entire screen. Sorry, I'll turn that. I'll turn that shit off. It's off. It's gone. Sorry. It was about Zach Efron and a potential. Um, child pedophilia ring in Hollywood, but we don't need to get into it. You sound very muffled. Um, oh, yeah, it's because I shut my screen, which has got the mic attached. See, this is a nightmare. Okay, there we go. Now I've just shut Twitter down. There we go. This is a hot mess of a podcast. Did you say Zach Efron involved in a pedophilia ring? You shouldn't read. We don't need to get into it. We're not getting but, into it. That's the whole point of me bringing it up. The whole point of me bringing it up is that we don't need to get into it. But why... <laughs> I see. No, okay, I get it. That makes sense. Well done. I agree. You can ask the obvious question if you wish. Why bring it up if you wanted to get away from it? And the answer is, I brought it up to get away from it. It's, I mean, it's a, it sounds like circular logic, but you do what you've got to do, Tim. You got me there, Monty. You got me there. Uh, so, of, of the snippets of the film that you did give your undivided attention as you tweeted your way through this shit show, uh, what what stuck out to you this week, Tim? Uh, the performer of one Selma Hayek. Yeah? What do you think? Varied. Varied. If I could describe it in a word, it would be varied because I feel like within Grown Ups 2, she gives both the performance of a lifetime, her lifetime, because she's not that great an actor, but also some of the worst performances she's ever given on film. So it's like it's all there on display. The, if you wanted a full reel of her talent, uh, this is the movie because it displays her at her worst and her best. That's a good analogy. Erratic. I mean, if it was to be, if she was to be compared to a sports star in her performance in this film, flashes of brilliance, but uh, sort of inconsistent and occasionally, occasionally lazy. The interesting thing about the example you've picked, which is a sports star, Monty, is you haven't gone specific by picking a sports star, nor in your terminology have you suggested any sports lingo whatsoever. So I'm struggling to see why you sort of preface that with sports star. Okay, you know, like, a, a, say, a soccer player, a football star who plays for Tottenham Hotspur, 
and he's young, even though Selma Hayek's Pick old. One. And then, uh, I Pick one. you got to name a dude. You don't this is how references work. You name a person. No. You say, if it was like then, in the no, sports no, arena, no, no, then you say it's like David Tua, once the greatest no, boxer that Australasia has you ever known. Because then you alienate, you potentially alienate certain listeners who don't understand the reference if you keep it broad. No. The analogy no, no, remains you, accessible to everyone. <laughs> If you operate the reference correctly, what you would do is drop the name. You get bonus points for those who recognize it. And then you go on to explain why they are like that person through adjectives, which everyone can then get on board with, thus growing the no, broader audience no, out. I think and they people... feel like they've picked up a joke that they didn't have before to put in their pocket so they can use it at the water cooler on a Monday. <laughs> it's a powerful... This is how references work. It's a powerful argument. I'm saying in the context of this podcast... With listeners who I assume have a tenuous interest at best with the current conversation, I'm not going to risk losing any unnecessary fans or listeners uh, with a specific reference. That might be the breaking point, the straw that camel that broke the camel's back, so to speak. And they say, look, this is too obscure, I'm out. Guy, how in any way are you concerned about us losing people at this point? Like... The very endeavour is us watching one of the shittest comedies ever made. No, hear me out. One of the shittest comedies ever made, once a week, 52 times in a row. If they're not down with anything, they're gone, okay? Like, these people are DTF'd up. They're down to get fucked up by podcast. Yeah, yeah, if I'm being completely honest, the argument I laid out just before was... uh, it was argument for the sake of argument. I, 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 I agree with you on this one, Tim. I dropped the analogy ball, and I feel like I really lost my train of thought accordingly. Although you really Can I ask you, you a me. personal question, though? Yeah, go for it. Can I ask you a personal question? I mean, I know that like we were both there exposed to the movie and, and sort of watching the movie, and definitely both very much listening to the movie the whole way through this week. But did you have a shining light this week, bro? I like that this is a personal question. You're accessing a part of me I don't really give away to anyone, Tim, all right? I'm not I was trying to I was trying to pad while you thought of a shining light because I felt like you would probably know where I was going with this. I'm not just some two bit floozy, all right. If you want to know my shining light, you gotta you gotta treat me right. You gotta you've gotta be a gentleman. Well, let me ask you real kind and real nice right now, Guy Montgomery, what part of this terrible film stood out to you this twenty fourth watch as being not bad? Uh, the, the, there were two bits, oh, oh, I guess I need to do one. I really liked, um, when David Spade, they were sort of, I was watching it in a meta sense. So I was seeing if anyone broke the fourth wall, cause you know how you can imagine, like you can read certain lines of dialogue is definitely breaking the fourth wall, like cries for help mm-hmm. within the movie to the audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and David Spade, when he gets put in the tire, he says, um, this is peer pressure. You guys are bullies. And in his delivery uh, of the line, I like to imagine that he was trying to trying to get out of the glass cage that he is in, and tell tell everyone watching, like I'm not down with this. Because it's interesting. Because um, oh shit, what's his name? Who was in the first one, but he's not in the second one? Rob Schneider. Um, Rob Schneider managed to break out of the glass. Yeah, he facade. did. He did. Brave man. Was he now? Was he doing something like? Was he involved in a project which conflicted timeline, no, timeline no. wise with this, or did he just decide he didn't want to be involved? I get the feeling he just decided. Look, at, at this point, <laughs> this is more harmful for my career than it is good, and I'm. I'm hang- this is a man who did the animal. Look, I said it last week. I'll say it again. The animal isn't an awful movie.
Okay, you can say it. It doesn't make it true, but you can say it. I can say it. For sure. I'm pretty sure that they got... They didn't even use an actress to play the female lead. They just hired some chick from the first season of Survivor. That's a fact. Good God. Good God. I don't know how I know that. Did you watch the first season of Survivor? It was really good back then. Fuck, Survivor's been going for ages. Nah, man, I didn't. There was this guy, I think his name was Richard, and he was really manipulative. This is before reality shows were everywhere, and it was amazing to watch someone actually, like, play people, because there was no strategy involved. Everyone was just being genuine, and he was just fucking on the hustle. He Do you know Survivor on. started pre-9-11, bro? It kicked off in the year 2000. Like, that was, that was pre-9-11, bro. It's 14. And do they sometimes do two seasons a year? I feel like there's been more than 14 seasons of Survivor. Oh, oh there's, there's been, been there's been way more. Yeah, there's been a shit ton, bro, because they keep moving it all around the world and pretending like it's a different thing. Yeah. So anyway, that was my shining light. What was yours, Tim? Um, well, I guess the varied performance of Selma Hayek was one aspect to it. Um, but the main one was this week. Um, I got really attracted to the fact that Stone Cold Steve Austin playing Tommy Kavanagh, who is the bully of Adam Sandler, our lead in the film, yes. for some, some reason, reason throws in this strange nationalist strain into the movie. This pitch of, um, he introduces this concept that his, his son is fighting in the US armed forces. He doesn't specify if it's the army, the navy or the air force. Um, but that he's in Afghanistan. Yeah. And it's just so at odds with everything else that we've experienced in the film. And there's something I, beautiful about that. I, it's like we're at the end of the movie. Like this is it. We're wrapping it up. We're getting everything done. And then, boom, we've got a brand new tone in there. And this tone is a patriotism tone. That was, I think, that's just the movie sort of, I feel like for all of the wrongs that they've done, I mean... I don't think people who watch the movie will be particularly sensitive to the wrongs that are perpetuated throughout it. But I feel like it's just the movie clutching at some more straws to be relevant and also sort of have some semblance of a moral compass or a family undertone. Yeah. Because you've got to remember, this is meant to be a family movie. And um, I feel like it's just one last fucking, just throwing spaghetti against the wall and hoping it's cooked. And they're just thinking, "If if this sticks, then people will think that we're American. And you've got to admit that getting a former WWE star to announce that his son is in Afghanistan, that is a surefire way to get middle America to the cineplex I also, and spend yeah. their 12 bucks on the ticket. I also enjoyed, there's a sort of irony in that Stone Cold Steve Austin, in a movie which like is consistently advertising the idea that violence and fighting is a test of your merit as a man or whatever, there's a beautiful yeah. irony in former professional wrestler, world champion Stone Cold Steve Austin, like preaching essentially an anti-violence message, which is wasted on the whole town, who then engage in this full-scale brawl with women and children unsafe, men just beating up anything in sight. It would be akin from a political scale to Dick Cheney suddenly adopting a pacifist outlook and saying, let's try Hands Across America again and see if it really takes off this time. (laughs) You know, it makes no sense. It, it doesn't match what the history has kind of foretold that they will do. And it's just, it's a backwards world. We're in Alice in Wonderland. Let's see how deep the rabbit hole goes. That's I've right. had too many beers. Go Montgomery. This film does not stand up to scrutiny 24 times. What say you? <laughs> um, I feel like you've almost, you've, you've summarized the week's learnings, Tim. I couldn't agree more. I think I didn't learn anything from this viewing. Um, it's just, 
It's just an, it's another day in the office. It's another day in paradise. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Um, All right, well, let me let me throw this question at you. Let's for a moment while we wrap up, if I may. Let's move away from the film. You're in Europe. You're in Copenhagen. You're in one of the greatest cities on earth in the year 2014. Tell me what your experiences have been in the last few days, what you've seen, what you've smelt, what you've experienced. Give it to me straight. Okay. Well, uh, I'm staying with friends Matt and Hannah, and Matt has been a fantastic host. Uh, he's really, he's sort of, I think he quite likes to, because Copenhagen's not really a destination spot. And so I think, so when he gets a friend over here, he's really excited to advertise how great the city is. So I've been lucky enough to borrow a bike for the most of my time. And Copenhagen, as I said last week, is the world's most cycle-friendly city, three years running. So we're biking around. There are canals everywhere to go swimming in. I did a five-meter jump. I've just built this sort of platform that you jump off into the canal at a pool. Which doesn't, which doesn't sound like a lot, but let me tell you, five-meter jump. And I'm not talking to you, Guy, because you obviously have just done the jump. We're talking to the listeners. That's a hell of a jump. I don't know. I tell you, I think it's not too big. I think it's a nice, comfortable height. I mean, there are kids doing it. I used to be good at jumping off high stuff, but I get scared now. Anyway. Way to call me out, Monty. Way to call me out while I was trying to big up to you. I just wanted everyone to understand that I'm not a pussy, and I don't think five meters is a very high jump. Fair, <laughs> Fair enough. enough. Anyway, uh, there's a place called Christiania, which is sort of a self-governed... It's almost a, a small country within a country here in Copenhagen, in the heart of the city. Uh, and it's known for, it's it's sort of, it's the, it's called the Green District. And it's where they wheel and deal and smoke and toke a lot of hash and marijuana. Oh, it's this really, oh really bizarre sort of liberal haven in the middle of what is a pretty straight city. I mean, they love drinking piss over here. Danish people get smashed, but they're all like, yeah, they're all very sort of straight edge. Beyond that, they don't really venture too far into vices. Oh, they smoke too. So just, just, just hashish. hashish. Just hashish, and I, I, I bought some hashish. That's pretty intense. Like, it's a, it's a hell of a drug, right? Ah, uh, 
That's alright, it's pretty good. It's sort of just, you just get a little bit, you get a little bit of a buzz on. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. And uh, anyway, other things. No, I don't. I don't, bro, because I live a, I live a, I live a clean living lifestyle. Like, I'm on holiday, baby. I'm on holiday, baby. Yeah, yeah but that, you're not on a holiday from God, mate. You know, the judgment still is there. He sees everything. Anyway, tomorrow. He's like Santa. He's like a moralistic Santa. Look, I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to ignore that and advertise what I'm, what I'm doing tomorrow. I'm really excited about this. There's a, a festival called Vanguard on here. It's in its second year. And uh, I bought a one-day ticket. I'm going to go see Damn Funk. It's like mostly hip-hop artists. Large Professor and Lord Finesse. The Roots. Mos Def. Method Man and Red Man. The Far Side. Sean Cootie, who's Fela Cootie's, who's his son and his band, Egypt 80. I'm so excited. I'll correct you right there. It's Mos Def. How did I say it? Mos Def. Mos Def. Well, it's Mos actually, Def, bro. You can say it either way. It's actually Yassin Bey. Really? He's changed his name oh, anyway. Well, very well. Um, go Montgomery, I'm eternally jealous of your trip to Europe, as I've explained in prior episodes, uh, but it is wonderful to talk to you. And I think that this one has been one of the most fun watches yet because we were live twinning up a storm despite being on other sides of the world. We exploited globalism in the modern age where global communication knows no timely bounds or bounds of distance, and I feel like I'm closer to you as a result. They got heartfelt. This has been a real. Um, I've really enjoyed this podcast. It's been up and down. We've hit some highs. We've we've touched on some lows, uh, and we're probably going to have to do it again in a couple of days to try and catch up. We're still one behind. It's like we're chasing ourselves. I've had a lot of. Hey, listen. I've had a lot of whiskey. I've got a lot of whiskey left. So let's call it a day. Let's save the rest of the whiskey for the next watch. Yeah. And uh, let's do it all again soon. Have a good night, mate. Guy Montgomery. Yeah. Take care. Of you. Take care of yourself. Don't ever interrupt me again. <laughs> A good night, everyone. See you next time. Live every moment. moment. Do, do, love, love every day. day yeah. I'm Cause before <laughs> you know it, your Singing precious time slips away. These walls are paper thin. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.